Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk joining you on a Monday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners out there, especially our service men and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way over at Strange Brew Coffee House. And if you don't live here in Starkville or in, uh, if you can't hit up Brupolo and Tupelo, it'd be weird if Brupolo was in, you know, Mantachi. I was going to go with Mantachi. Okay. Fine city up north. There's some good people there. Uh, good bulldogs. The what? The Tatch? Yeah. Is that what we're calling it? Yeah. I like, I like that. Why I like not? that. Anyway, you can, get, you can get Strange Brew Coffee anywhere you live. All you got to do is go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and they'll deliver it right to your door. However you want to consume that coffee, whatever kind of coffee machine is sitting on your counter in your kitchen, they've got you taken care of. And that includes the brand new and spectacular and awesome K-Cups. So check them out at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. College Corner, collegecornerstore.com. It was cold this weekend. If you had gone to College Corner, maybe you got yourself a new pullover or a new jacket, you beat the cold. But if you didn't, well, so much for that. That being said, it's about to get starting start getting warmer, so it's time to get some new stuff for spring. And they've got it at College Corner. That's the largest selection of MSU merchandise in central Mississippi. Two locations to serve you. They're in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet by uh, I'm sorry, the Ridgeland by Fleet Feet or Flowood by the Half Shell. Or you can always shop online wherever you are, collegecornerstore.com. Drove past Humble Taco a couple of times this weekend. Glad to see you guys out there, even in the cold. Uh, some of you guys were out on the patio, but inside was packed. Really appreciate you guys checking them out because, you know, you're doing yourself a favor when you do it. That's the best Mexican restaurant in town, and it's the most unique Mexican restaurant in town. They got stuff there that you can't find anywhere else. When you know when Ty Tim's is behind the stove, the food is going to be good. It's good at all the restaurants. Everybody loves Restaurant Tyler. Everybody loves the bin. Everybody loves the guest room. And now everybody is getting to love Humble Taco. Next time you're in Starville, if you haven't been already, make sure you check it out. When you're looking for an easy pick for lunch, why not Firehouse Subs? Brian Haydad says the meatball sub is his favorite, but what's your favorite? you got a lot of options to pick from there, and they're all great. And, of course, when you use the Firehouse Subs app, man, it's just so easy, and you're piling up reward points faster than just about any app out there. So when you're looking for something to make a quick decision for lunch, you want to get in, out, and done, Firehouse Subs. Locations in Starkville and Columbus, Tupelo and Oxford, and Flowood and Madison. Army Falk. How many uh, mm-hmm. how many things did you get punched on your super fan card this weekend? Uh, I guess two. Two. Oh well, you know, I don't think you get any prizes for that. Yeah, I, it would have been more. Well, we got one, so it would have been more, but did not have a good uh, weekend health wise. You and I both not 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 feeling our best today, but we're going to get through this. Yeah, I had a little stomach issue. Yeah, don't but, go too deep in it. Yeah, I won't, I won't give any details, so, but you know, Saturday, Saturday, all day Saturday, and then most of the day Sunday, I was out. I'm convinced now. I, I don't know that I'll ever be fully healthy again. I think COVID. Once you cross, well, once you cross like a certain age, is that? It, I mean, it, that's it's kinda... tough to rebound. But like, here we are. I got I got I got tested positive on the eighth, I believe, of January. 
It's February 27th, and I still don't feel right. And being out in the cold Saturday ruined me. I just, I just did not feel right, and I still don't. So, you know, I, I knew somebody that had COVID um, in like December 2020. Yeah, and she did not smell or taste things correctly mm-hmm. for like eight months. I haven't had that problem. It's just, and it was like it, it wasn't that she did, you couldn't smell. Is everything smelled like sewage? Oh, that's awful. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine anything worse than that? Maybe. You can't eat. Like I what you usually if eat. That's the case. Yeah, it's rough. It's rough. I hope everybody out there is doing better than Robbie and I on this Monday morning. Mississippi State baseball is doing better uh, Sunday than it was doing on Friday. Uh, Bulldogs drop game one of the series for the second week in a row, but this time they've come back to win on Saturday and Sunday and get a uh, series win over Northern Kentucky. Pretty strange. That two of their three losses are with Landon Sims. Landon Sims on the mound. And in this one, though, and, and you know, obviously there were some defensive issues, some unearned runs, but you can say, I think, for the first time in his MSU career, he did not have his best stuff on Friday. No, I think they were really sitting on that fastball because he said last week against Long Beach State he was going to stick with that fastball until somebody hit it, and that team hit it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got the changeup um, that he's trying that he's trying to perfect and and uh, throw out there and he's going to need that. I th- I think from here on from here moving forward, he's going to need the off-speed and breaking ball to complement the fastball because you're not going to beat really good teams right with just a heavy fastball no. mix. I mean th- this has got to be for for Landon Sims has got to be a a full effort um out of him from what you know whatever he can throw to kind of th- keep offenses off balance. Mm-hmm. And um he, they just kind of were sitting on that fastball, and they barreled him up a few times. And you just got to tip your hat to him for coming out and having that aggressive style. But I'm not going to blame that game on him anyway because State just could not get a big hit. They had four hits in the game. Yeah. Against a guy that lasted a third of an inning the first weekend, mm-hmm. and he gave up seven runs. Yeah. Um, and they just could not hit him. And for whatever reason, you know, they they squandered a lot of opportunities. And the key was the seventh and eighth inning. They had bases loaded, I think, with less than two outs and could not get a big hit. They scored two or three runs, but couldn't get the big hit to open up, and that's how they lose the ball game, seven yeah. to six. Yeah. Saturday, Sunday, obviously a little different story. You know, it looked more like what we expected to see. Uh, with the way they were able to just you know be in control basically from from the first inning on ten one on Saturday seven two on Sunday uh, long ball you saw some of that Brad Cumbus two home runs this weekend Cumbus is state's leading hitter he's off to a tremendous start four fifty mm-hmm. on the season he's slugging eight fifty he's got two doubles and two home runs so he leads the team in extra base hits uh, and I just think he's just it, playing well. The the more the, the more this guy sees, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm total agreement. I mean, he is a freak of nature. I don't think he knows how good he can be. Yeah, um, I mean, has all the physical tools to be a, a MLB guy mm-hmm. if he can really get it to click. I and I think, you know, picking up breaking balls, picking up that spin a little more is is really going to make him a more complete player. But mm-hmm. he also had two great catches in the outfield. I don't think we see yes. that. Even last year, yeah. I don't think he makes those plays. The the decision to commit to baseball paid off pretty much. It looks like early on exactly how we thought it would. Yeah, we all said if he would ever just commit to baseball, he could be a top player. You're seeing that now. The, the, you look at state stats now, 
and they sort of look the way you expect them to look, right? Cam James is hitting 380. Luke Hancock's hitting 346. Loved seeing him get the 3-0 green light today yes. and crank one out of the ballpark. I'll ask I'll ask Lamonis about that a little later today on Sports Talk Mississippi. Logan Tan is hitting 280. He had a long home run this weekend. Uh, Hunter Hines at 273. Couple of freshmen, Hunter Hines, and then Aaron Downs getting the start on Sunday. Couple, I know Coach Brad Haynes is listening right now. He's super excited. Couple of hits, a uh, couple of RBI for him. State's still trying to piece things together, right? Obviously, the middle of the infield is a huge concern right now. Leggett is playing. He's hitting okay at 250. Hey, came down from last weekend. But Forsythe's hitting 154 and Jaeger at 105. Jaeger's been a big disappointment early. That's the guy you, you had pegged early on as somebody to watch this year. Yeah, and it, it's still very early. Right. And he stung a ball uh, on Sunday. So, I mean, I feel more confident in him right now than I do Lane Forsythe or even Kellen Clark. But you've got to get some of these guys going. I mean, Kellum Clark has got to get going for you to have a lot of success this year. That's a key guy. He's hitless. I mean, I I, I think State can survive without Lane Forsyth. I think Tanner Leggett is good enough at shortstop, or R.J. Yeager if they want to put him there. I think he, I think you know they're good enough that you you will be okay. But I, I think Kellum Clark is a huge piece of things for Mississippi State. Uh, this year, I mean, you talk about the raw power that that guy has, and what he's able to do with the bat when he connects. So far, he he's having a tough time, um, and you know it's not like he's just, he's had a couple of hard hit balls, but you know most of this is just you know strike three looking, you know ground ball rollout to second base. We're not seeing. Kellum Clark that we saw late in the season last year. And you mentioned something about this on Twitter, and it's not just about Kellum Clark, but State was having issues with the fastball all weekend long. And, and Lamona's touched on that Friday after the game, but these were not fireballers. These were not no. guys throwing 94-95. State was having issues with 86-87 down the middle. That's something they got to get corrected quickly. And by quickly, I mean before Wednesday when you play Southern Miss. Yeah. I mean, they, they were swinging and missing late. On eighty six, yeah. I mean, that's not good. I mean, you're you're going to see ninety four, ninety five consistently in the SEC, and a lot of guys are throwing ninety eight plus. Uh, there's got Tennessee that's throwing one hundred three. Yeah, how are you going to catch yeah. up to that if you're not catching up to eighty six? And maybe it's the, you know they're just they're surprised that it's that slow. I don't know, mm-hmm. but right now they're not on the fastball. That feels they, like they do a little bit better through through the weekend though. Should maybe, be. Maybe it's a problem on Friday. By Saturday it shouldn't be well, a problem anymore. Well, s- Saturday they were a little better. Sunday I thought they were much better. Yeah. Um so they did adjust a little bit, but it's still not where you want it to be. Right. And I'm trying to, you know, to really kind of temper my thoughts on this team early because I've just seen so many different things over the years. That tells me the first part of the schedule just really isn't that important in the grand scheme as far as making a rash judgment. Now, you need to win games. You need to win games. But the first part of the schedule in February and March, most of the time that's not the team that you're going to be in May. So, you know, we've seen that 2016 team lose those midweek games to Oral Roberts and mm-hmm. Eastern Kentucky. We saw the 2015 team start like 18-1 and one or whatever it was, mm-hmm. and they ended up having a losing record. Mm-hmm. That 2018 team, they, they shouldn't have even made the postseason, and they ended up going to Omaha mm-hmm. uh, thanks to a sweep against Florida late in, <laughs> late in the year to get them in the SEC tournament. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's just it's hard for me to make any rash judgments about what this team is going to be in, in week two. 
but they need to be better. They need to be the the main thing that concerns me is the bullpen. I'm not that worried about the offense. I think the offense is going to come together. I agree. Um, especially when it starts getting warmer, I think these guys are going to hit. I, I don't have any concerns about the offense whatsoever. They always find a way. The pitching staff concerns me. The uh, the weekend starters, I feel pretty good about. I think Landon Sims is going to give you a good effort every Friday. I feel like Cade Smith is going to give you an eff- a great effort every Sunday. Mm-hmm. And Preston Johnson looks like he's going to be a pretty good starter as well. So I guess the key is you need those guys to go pretty deep in ball games every week mm-hmm. to give yourselves a chance. Because right now there's two guys that I really feel good about in the bullpen and a third in Brandon Smith that I feel okay. Yeah. But he's also shown the ability to get hit pretty hard. Yeah. So there's really two guys right now that that you feel good about, and one of them's a true freshman in Pico Cone. Yeah. I mean, so I, I just don't know what this team is going to be pitching-wise. Yeah. I mean, Stinnett and, and Tuller have not given you much of anything. No. P- Pico should be your left-handed guy. Yeah. And Walling hasn't, you know, is a guy you yeah, might have had big expectations. Can't for. trust him. Can't trust him right now. We haven't seen Fristo out of the bullpen yet. And I imagine he'll be starting. I imagine he's going to start on Wednesday. I would start him on Wednesday. I would start Casey Hunt on Tuesday. Yeah, that's probably that's probably a good call, Robbie. Give him give him some confidence. Yeah, because Grambling, you should be able to beat. Yes, him. but Fristo is is going to be your best midweek guy right so now. He'll go I, again. And I, like I said, I'll ask all of this of Chris Lamonis later today on Sports Talk Mississippi. But I would expect Fristo to, and I expect Fristo to, that would be a game where he would pitch like it's a normal game. Yeah, try to get four or five, maybe six innings out of him if you can, if you can limit USM. By and way, and speak, you will USM be, go uh, deep today on the show uh, when when we talk to Scott Barry. I'm going to need to find out if I can get one of those jerseys. Did you see those? Uh-uh. They had Parrot Head Day oh. on Saturday, so they were wearing these blue Hawaiian shirt baseball jerseys. That's nice. Now they say Southern Miss across them, but I'm willing to wear that. If, if nice. Scott Barry wants to send me one, I'll, I'll wear it. And yeah, you know, I, I could see you uh, rocking the tropical look, nibbling on sponge cake. You and Mike Leach, yes. Yeah, somebody did an interview with Mike Leach and Key West last week in mm-hmm. some like dive bar, flip flops and cargo shorts. Yeah, that was great. That's, that's good stuff. So that's where he is right now. If you were yeah. wondering, well, it's it, it yeah, before anybody gets mad. I mean, he'll be back in a few weeks when spring training starts. Um, anything else from this weekend that stood out to you? I think one of the things we need to talk about is not what happened to Mississippi State, but what happened to who used to play Mississippi State. Long Beach State got swept. Yeah. by Sacramento State. This is a team that we were all like, okay, eh, they lost, but that's a good team. They go home and get hit up by Sacramento State. That's that's not a good sign for Mississippi State, in my opinion. Well, I, again, I just don't know if you can make too much this early. You know, I mean, that was a big series to lose, and Friday losing Northern Kentucky was a big loss as well. Mm-hmm. Having three losses right now is definitely a surprise. I, I thought they would yeah. Sweep Northern Kentucky and they would win that series. And I, I need to point something out. I've been saying that State was you know forty and fifteen when the regional started. Well, I forgot they lost two in the SEC tournament. Yeah. So that team was the seven seed. They only lost three non conference games last year. Yeah. And that's well, with twenty conference wins. Well, here's what so you that's have where to you're do. teetering on right. Now. Well, here's what you have to do now. I, I think you need to go win that series at Tulane. Mm-hmm. You need to beat USM. And you need to split with. And Texas you need to Tech. split with Texas Tech. And obviously and beat that's, Grambling. Yes, so that and that's you. I mean that that's you're still sitting at five losses though. You'd be ten and five, I think. But that's I, I don't want to you five. know I don't want to rush ahead, but that would be 
probably your last losses in non-conference play. The only one that you would be worried about is Ole Miss. Right. In, yeah. In, in oh, I forgot Ole Miss would count as a non-conference. Right. But there's just. But you've won four straight against them in the governors. They're going to have to make this up somewhere. I think they need to sweep Texas Tech. And they need to win the series at Tulane. That's asking a lot. Uh, if you do that, you're in good shape. You're fine. But yeah, but you're right back on track if right. you do that. And you're sitting there. At four I wonder who will start. You know, and we'll find that out obviously next week. But you know, Fristo will get one. But would Hunt go against Texas Tech? Or do you feel? I don't know. And if he comes out against Grambling and really struggles, probably not. Probably not. You got to so find somebody else. But something to watch for. You know, I I, I don't really know what's going to happen. But this is a huge stretch. State yeah. needs to come out of this and in good shape. be at least four and two. So this week, five games, they need to be four and one. Yeah. Yeah, they can lose one so, to Tulane. They could lose to Southern if they sweep Tulane. But yeah. They, they need to be four and one this week. And they need to be like, what? so they're playing? Grambling, Southern, and then three with Tulane. So five okay, games. Okay, five games. Four and one. They need to be four and one, or they need to be, you know, And then next week is kind two. of the same. You play, you need to, you can split with Texas Tech, and then you need to sweep Princeton. Right. Yeah, it, and then you're you feel like you're a little bit back on track. You're probably you're probably behind the pace a little bit for the top eight seed. You're a little bit behind the curve, but you can make that up being strong in conference play. Yeah, and here's the thing: uh, you 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 just nailed it. Uh, you don't want to put all your hopes on that because the schedule's tough. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, if state kills it in conference yeah, play, none of that's going to matter. Nobody care. You know, what would if be, you win twenty games, you're going to be. You a know, it would be seed. funny, right? Needing to win a couple in Hoover just to square it up. <laughs> And I think they would be they would they would attack that a little differently. I think so. I think you're right. I think you would see uh <laughs> You would see Landon your starter. Yeah. Wednesday at that yeah. Point they would attack it a lot differently if yeah. that was the case. I agree. All right, let's move on into the second half of the show. It's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef is what's for dinner. That's right. Whatever kind of recipe you're looking to put together, adding beef to it or making beef the primary protein just makes it better. Nothing nobody's ever gonna complain when you say I, I, I'm gonna make a promise to you guys. Nobody with any common sense, anyway. I can't. I can't speak for everybody, but if you've got any common sense, and somebody says, "What are we having for dinner?" and you say, "We're having steak," nobody's gonna complain. Everybody's gonna be like, "Oh man, awesome, great, can't wait." And if you do, you're un-American. Un-American. So, next time you head to the grocery store and you're planning your meals for your family, put beef in the cart. Not only are you helping out your family with a delicious and nutritious meal. Helping out 15,000 of your fellow Mississippians. Those are our beef providers here in our state. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Another great weekend of Bulldog baseball and another weekend of folks sending me and Robbie tweets saying, guys, I went to Two Brothers on y'all's recommendation, and it's fantastic. You know who's at Two Brothers Saturday night? Hey. A man named Jeff Simmons. Well, how about that? I ran into uh, the guys from Two Brothers on Saturday walking out of D. Noble, and they were with Jeff, and they were like, we're headed to Two Brothers. I was like, you better put some more meat on the grill. If yes, that, if that guy's coming in, so and you better not turn him down. No, good to see Big Jeff. Uh, he's doing it. He as you, Big Jeff is great because he's super successful in the NFL. Always wants to come home and see his Bulldogs. Yep. So love to and see very that. polite. Could, you know, if I saw him right now, he would say yes, sir, to me. Oh yeah, like, couldn't couldn't be not. I mean, really, I know he did not recognize me, but I put my hand out. He shook my hand, said, "Good to see you." That's that that that's that's all you can ask. And all you can ask from Two Brothers is a great meal every time you go there. And you're going to get one every time you go there. So next time you're in Starkville, Robbie and I give you the recommendation. Head to Two Brothers. Enjoy yourself. Thanks to you all you guys tweeting at us, all your pictures from your from your dinners at Two Brothers. We love to see them. And uh, we really appreciate you guys heading there and giving them your business. 
It's really simple when you talk about Advantage Business Systems. It doesn't get any simpler than great products and great service, but, but everybody promises those things, but nobody delivers them the way Advantage Business Systems does. And for the great products, I mean, we're talking about an incredible selection. Everything your business is looking for, copiers, printers, computers, software, mailing, and information systems, they've got it all. But the service is where they really stand out because they don't give you a 1-800 number. They don't, they don't tell you to call their call center. They don't they don't say, okay, well, we can be out there in a, you know five to six business days. No, no, it's here's our 601 number, and you're going to talk to a person who lives here in Mississippi, and we're going to be out there today or tomorrow, and we're going to get you back up and running. That's the Advantage Business Systems difference. Call them today and find out how they can go to work for you. 601-362-9192, or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Robbie, a couple weeks ago I asked you about Mississippi State women's basketball, and I said, how many they got to win to get in the NCAA tournament? You said two of their final five. Unfortunately, they did not get there. They, got, they, they went on a five-game losing streak. The lack of depth finally caught up with this team. What does it look like now heading into the SEC tournament for them? I think the same thing. I think they still got to win two. So and that's the thing. If a they, couple of wins, and you think they can, they can still get in? Yes. And that's the thing. I, this whole time, if they win those two games, they're firmly in. I mean, yeah. they, they've just now been moved into the last four or first four out, even at fifteen and thirteen, that's incredible. Yes. I think people. I think the committee is is going to respect the fact that they've done this with seven players, mm-hmm. and they don't have a ton of bad losses. They lost. I guess Troy would be their worst loss, and Troy's a good team. Yeah. So they haven't lost to anyone bad. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just not a whole lot of big wins, and there's not a whole lot of wins. So now you got to go to the SEC tournament. You're going to have to beat Kentucky, a team that is playing the opposite of how Mississippi State is playing as far as wins and losses. Mm-hmm. That team, when Mississippi State went there, was reeling. They were 9-11. and 11. State had a 15-point lead in the fourth quarter and just kind of fell apart, and now Kentucky's won like five in a row. Yeah. So now Kentucky is firmly in the NCAA tournament, and they are uh, in good position right now and playing their best basketball, and State's going to have to go to the SEC tournament and, and beat that team, and that's going to be tough. But you win that game, I think you're back – in the mix, you beat LSU in the in the next game. You're definitely in. You're in. You, you have a win over two NCAA tournament teams there, and Kentucky and LSU, who is going to be a top four seed, and they're the number two, number two team in the SEC. It really is interesting to me that 17 and 14 seems like it'll get the ladies in, but the men who are sitting at basically the same record, they have 17 wins, right? They have. They're 17 and 12. Yeah. So let's say they finish the regular season 17 and 14. Let's say they lose to Auburn this week, which seems likely. And then they lose at Texas A&M, which honestly it seems likely as well because they just don't good on the road. But the difference is sort of what you just said, bad losses. Bad the losses. The men's team and, has four. Yeah, and the women's basketball bubble I think is not that strong. If if the men were instead of 17 and 14, they were 21 and 10, they'd be in no questions asked. You know, and that's 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 one of the biggest. Inter- it's very interesting to me to see how we've talked about it before. The, the national media seems to want Mississippi State in the tournament. They they kept them on the bubble longer than almost anybody probably should have. Yeah. And honestly, I would tell you that if they were to somehow upset Auburn, they might get back into the discussion somehow at eighteen and at eighteen and twelve. Don't do this to yourself. I, I'm, no, I'm not. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying what would happen. What Joe Lenardi would put out on Thursday morning. They'd be like, "Well, if they could beat Texas A&M, oh god, you know, 
That again. I know, right? But they, they would beat Auburn and then they would lose A&M. That's course, what would happen. Of course. But with the women, you know, like you said, they don't. They just don't have the bad losses. Yeah. And then you take take into account the injury situation and the depth situation. It's very interesting. Doug Novak coming down to his final days as interim head coach. Next week, we will know. You know, basically a month from now, he'll either be the permanent head coach or he'll be moving on from Mississippi State. Do you feel like that's leaning one way or the other? Not really. I mean, the, you're starting now to see a lot of a lot of support for Doug. I think. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's been more interest on John Cohen's side uh, for Doug Novak over the last couple weeks, um, and it's just it's just going to be interesting to see how it plays out because I'm of the opinion of if you can't get you know a, a, a home run hire somebody that you know that you feel like you know can come here and be successful a proven head coach I'm of the opinion of just giving. Doug the opportunity with a full roster and the the opportunity to recruit to Mississippi State knowing he's the head coach because right now he, he's got his hands tied behind his back we don't know what he can do in recruiting because there's nothing to sell other than Mississippi State he can't sell who's going to be the head coach he can't sell the system that you're going to run so how, how do we know if he can recruit or not mm-hmm. we do know that he can coach we know that he can motivate a team to the point where they're playing hard for him for 40 minutes. We know that he can handle a roster. We know that he can handle you know rough waters. And we know that he and his staff can develop players because Charlotte Cole right now has made one of the most amazing transformations I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. That's a player, she's averaging probably four, three, four points a game maybe. But if you remember where she was at the beginning of the season and where she is now it's unbelievable to watch i mean she couldn't catch a ball she couldn't dribble i'm not i'm not trying to demean her but she literally couldn't when she went in the game something bad happened for mississippi state immediately Mm -hmm. and now she was in the fourth quarter against arkansas she was holding Mississippi State together. In so the they sort of quarter. running the offense through her. Yes, and and they couldn't get anything going offensively, and she just kind of took the game in her own hands. She had 18 rebounds. She had 10 points, her first double-digit game, and she looked like a player that you know, is, is skilled, and she yeah. hasn't looked like that until this point. So, Like right now, you think about her coming off the bench with Jessica Carter. Oh, man. You got something there. Danae Carter, too. Yeah, you've got something. I mean, you go from being a, a team that, that can't rebound and that has no post presence to having three legitimate players that can crash the board, that can defend in the post, and then you have you know the guards that you have, which I think if Doug Novak is hired, that Anastasia Hayes will come back, and I think Maya Taylor will as well. Mm-hmm. Maya Taylor said after the game on Sunday that she hasn't made a decision either way where she's going, but she's going to play another year. It might be at Mississippi State or it might not. And she just tweeted uh, in response to uh, our friend Stefan Krasnick tweeting about the fan who had the We Want Coach Novak sign. Maya Taylor just tweeted, we do. Yes. So it's obvious, it's obvious which way the players want to go. You mm-hmm. can't make decisions entirely off of what players right. want. That's you got to make a long term. But I just don't think that this is a – Slam dunk higher. I don't see. Right. I don't see him like in baseball. I don't see a a proven power five coach like Chris Lamonis available. Right. That there's some coaches. I've I got my hot board up, and you mm-hmm. can go look at that on some good names on there. 
Good There's some trial. coaches there that have that have won a lot of games, but I don't know how they're going to do on this level. Right. I know I know Doug Novak could coach, and I'm I'd be willing to give him a shot to see what he can do with a full year with his system, with his recruiting. See what he can do. Mm-hmm. Go hire a, a a really good women's basketball recruiter to mm-hmm. replace Malika Willis. You have an open spot anyway. Um, and and let the staff work because would they that, can actually, they can obviously coach their butts off. I don't know, so I'm going to ask: Would somebody like that be like a Dominique Dillingham bringing her back from Texas? I don't. Is she a good recruiter? Well, I don't, I just don't, she hadn't really been in that position been there long enough. Yeah, she hadn't been in that position. She's kind of doing some off the court stuff. I mean, okay. I, don't, I don't think she's really on that what staff. About, wasn't Katara Chapel on there? Yeah, but I so, I would go get a proven proven yeah. You can you can spend some money on this because okay. I don't think you have to pay a lot for Doug Novak. Right, you're not paying him what you're paying Vic Schaefer. I mean, you can pay him I don't know four hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, and then go spend whatever else you have in the in the bank on an assistant coach that yeah. can recruit. Yeah, if you're really worried about his recruiting, go get somebody that that can recruit to help. Because a lot of times in basketball, one assistant coach mm-hmm. that can really recruit. Mm-hmm. Can handle most of it. That's what I mean, Brooks does, basically. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to have a full staff of great recruiters to, to I, have a good I'm, recruiting staff. I'm willing to bet money that whoever the new MSU men's basketball coach is will keep George Brooks. Yes, he should have a job yeah. here until he retires. Yeah, basically. So, there you go. All right, uh, tomorrow's show, we'll do a positional breakdown tomorrow. We're going to do the running backs. We're going to talk about uh, Woody Marks and Dylan Johnson and the crew. What are they going to bring? What is year three on the air raid going to bring to the running back room? With a new coach there, Jason Washington. Also, Jason Washington up. He could be maybe he could be that women's basketball assistant. Yeah, probably got just hey, as much. Experience. I mean, he went he went from defense exactly. to running back. So, yeah. and if, if 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 state doesn't get something figured out in the pitching department, pff, let him handle that as well. <laughs> Some jack of all trades. He would have the same amount of experience. Coaching exactly, he's got the same amount of experience doing that. Running backs. So we'll talk about the running back room. It's it, it, a lot of talent there, and and guys who have who have been able to produce, but can they? Can they give more? State needs a little more from its running backs. We'll talk about that tomorrow. We'll discuss the other uh, polls. We'll see how Mississippi State. I would expect another drop with that loss to North Carolina to uh, North uh, Northern Kentucky. Maybe yeah. down, I mean, what seventh and D one should drop down. out of the top ten. Might drop out of the top ten. So just real quick, uh, as we're as we're recording here, let me double check it. But you know, Arkansas lost earlier today to Stanford five nothing, and they are down to Louisiana Lafayette three one. They're playing a doubleheader out there, and uh, I think they're at the Round Rock tournament. Yeah. Yes, they hadn't had a, good, had a good weekend, I guess. Well, they would be 3-3 three and three if they lost that game. And what's funny about Arkansas, we thought, okay, well, same same problem, right? Their pitching is unproven, but they got the mashers. Three runs, five runs, four one, runs, five runs, no runs. That's, so, I mean... They're not hitting. No. So... And I think that they, they've kind of settled. To, Connor Nolan looks to be... Looks okay. Settling looks into ace role, but... I'm not trying to say, okay, well, it's okay that State's not hidden because Arkansas's not hitting either because Ole Miss is hidden. Yep. LSU is hidden. But... Tennessee's hitting. Tennessee is is doing a lot of things well right now. Scored 29 runs on Saturday. I mean, and I don't know a lot about whoever the hell... Who, who were they playing? Was, Iona. Iona, that's right. Yeah. I don't know a whole lot about that team, as you can imagine. The disrespect you've shown to Iona... All I know about them is that Rick Pitino coaches there for basketball. That's all I know. They're the Gales, I believe. G-A-E-L-S. G-A-E-L-S? Is yeah. Right? yeah okay. I'm pretty sure I'm right. You might be. So anyway. I don't care enough to look it up. We'll see how Arkansas ends up uh, finishing that up. All right, guys. Big week of MSU sports. We'll talk a lot about it here on the podcast. Looking forward to doing that with you. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk, Mississippi.
Super Talk Mississippi media production.